<laughs> no, I know you get it. Wait, should I, do, I should do that over, right? The One, clown? two, three. Yeah, just to, you know. Oh, yeah, bring it closer. Hey, guys. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. I haven't done that in a while. You so. haven't done that in a while. How are y'all? I got dumplings on the boiler right now. So, you know, per usual, <laughs> I'll be getting up. <laughs> Maybe eating on camera. Most likely eating on camera. Um, Nothing new, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think you, you were eating. No, you eat on camera. I don't eat yeah. on camera. Uh, welcome back. Yes. And we thank you all for joining us once again. Just the podcast. Morning Star. Mm-hmm. Anique And I guess we'll get right into it Right into it Is there anything you wanted to It's still Black History Month Yes Power, Power to, to the, the people, people. <laughs> um, Was it episode 33? Yeah Episode 33 y'all Episode 33 Damn we flying We flying 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 I be flying high. That's what happens when you get rid of the dead weight y'all Dropping them gems Gem dropping Dropping them gems Oh we got a jingle? <laughs> oh you know what? <laughs> You don't listen to Amanda Sills podcast. No, I do, but do. but doesn't she usually change the little tunes and shit that she yeah, has? Yeah, but that's the one that she used to do for gym job. She's like, we dropping them gyms. <laughs> I'm like, okay, come through, little jingle. We do not own any copyright. Yeah, we don't, we don't. That's from Amanda Sills podcast. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm done. I was a little hype. I'm like, okay, I'll come through a little tune. When it comes to music, I ain't that creative. Now, everything else I could be creative in, but making up songs and making up captions and writing shit, unless I'm writing like my feelings, and obviously that's not creativity. That's just from the dome, but. (laughs) From the dome. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I'm not drunk, y'all. This is all, this is water. This is is, is hilarious. (laughs) Um,. Well, we haven't. Well, we took a little break. I mean, they wouldn't one know because we've been posting. Oh yeah. So I, I'm sure they didn't realize. Maybe so, y'all did. Who knows? But how was your Valentine's? Because well, we didn't do like a Valentine. Well, it would have been Valentine's. Well, I was in Mexico. You know, my celebrating my cousin's birthday. So I was gone. Precautions taken before and during and after, of course. And we went to a town called Puerto Morelos. Mm-hmm. Very low-key, up-and-coming, uh, not as, like, touristy. Um, say I'm too much. It was really nice. Too. It was really nice. I was. I really loved it. I'll definitely go back. And we had an amazing bartender. Yeah, I was going to say, give the bartender Mauricio a shout-out. <laughs> we stayed at the Romarley Beach House in the Fives Hotel. It was really nice. It was it was just very quiet, peaceful. It was it was definitely a nice experience. I mean, I've been to Mexico a lot, so <laughs> you like the people that go to the Caribbean islands all yeah, the time. I I think this was the eighth time. Damn, it's been that many times. Yes, either this is the seventh or it's the eighth. But I think it's the eighth time. I know you've been to Mexico a lot, yeah. but I didn't know it was that many times. Because I went, because the first trip I ever took to Mexico, it was Riviera. Maybe this is the seventh. So let me count it. So we first trip to Mexico ever was Riviera Maya. Mm-hmm. Then went to Tulum twice. Went to Cozumel. I'm missing something. Didn't you go to Cancun before? Or no, no? I've never been to Cancun. Puerto Morelos. Oh, shit. I've been only to Mexico five times. That's in Nah. 
I'm this. I'm missing something. I'm missing. Okay, whatever. I'm not even gonna go. You have to go back to your pictures. You know, you got everything. Because yeah. I'm <laughs> like, hmm. That's still a lot of times, but I've I didn't been, realize. Yeah, that. I've been to. I'm like, I feel like I. I think I've been to Mexico more than five times. So I'm like, mm, something. I'm missing something. But anyway, so, so that was that, and it was a great time. Um, and the next time I go back, it'll be to go to Mexico City because I really want to visit Mexico City. Yeah. But I think their cases are really, really still high. So, Jeez. yeah. So, child, COVID. Huh? No, I was looking at the time because I'm supposed to put my dump is supposed oh, to be. Oh, you want to take your dumpling out? But yeah, so start, start talking. Oh well, my Valentine's Day, I spent it. I didn't answer that question, did I? Well, you said that you was in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. She was in Mexico, living your best fucking life. Um, Valentine's, I did here that weekend, and then I did dinner with my best friend Joelle. Shout out to Joel, my three degree poppy. You know, got his license and shit. Um, right, three degree poppy. Um, and it was nice. We went to Jersey, but obviously Jersey closed early. Their restaurants closed at nine, earlier than fucking New York, which is crazy. But I guess not. Um, so we were driving over to Jersey, and then we ended up in New York and Harlem to dinner, and it was nice. It was nice. Um. Yeah, but I feel like my best Valentine's was when I spent it with Anique. No shade to Joelle, but that Valentine's, I don't know. I feel like that's gonna be, and that's not because she like on the podcast with me or because she's like my friend, but like that was one one of the best Valentine's because it was wasn't it like spirit a moment? We didn't really plan it. We literally went. Look at me running into the. It wasn't we, planned, right? It wasn't. No, we did plan. We planned okay. the dinner part. So we planned okay. to go. We went to that Thai restaurant. Yes. And I happened to get edibles at the time. <laughs> and the edibles I gave. And then when I met up with Star, first of all, I was really high as fuck. That was the first time <laughs> I ever took edibles in my life. And she was laughing, you guys, standing in front of the restaurant when I was walking up to her. And I was I like, was, what the fuck is wrong with her? Until this day, if I do take edibles, like, I'm laughing hysterically. <laughs> so, boom, gave her some. She got fucking high. And then we ended up going to do karaoke, remember? Yeah, because we was like, oh, let's do karaoke yes. spare the moment. Yeah, so there was this random chick that I know the girl friends with. <laughs> Not random that chick. That she, yeah, she came and we was just all vibing and... Having a good fun. time at the karaoke spot. It really was fun, though. It, it was, was an amazing time. And I was in one of those moods where I was just like, uh, Valentine's Day for other reasons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, do I really want to go out? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out with Anique, go out with my girlfriend or whatever, have fun, like bring up my spirits. And that was like the best Valentine's. Like, I was high. Gentlemen, whoever her future is, you got, <laughs> you better show the yeah. fuck Oh. Yeah, I have to because that was it was just fun. It I had was. so much fun. So that was that. Yeah. Should we lead into the B Simone thing? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I seen it was dragging her, saying that she stole from other people. That whole thing that she was saying about manifesting. Oh, they said that she stole that. Yeah, but I was just like, I I don't How know. Do you steal that. Yeah, like that's something that everybody would. Well, anybody with sense would tell you like how to manifest and stuff like that, but whatever. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like people just want to pick everything that she Especially does. Especially her, yeah, because of the controversy. Yeah, and what happened to her. But pretty much she talked about just like, you know, you can't manifest a partner without having those same qualities as Mm -hmm. well. So, for example, um, you can't say that, oh, I want a man that is financially stable, but you're not financially stable. Mm -hmm. Or I want a man with great communication, but you don't have the greatest communication. Or I want a man who's fit and who works out and is conscious about his health, but yet you don't do the same as well. Um, and I agree with her a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that the partner that you want should be a reflection of you, yes. you know? And if you're not at that point, you shouldn't be asking for these things. It's true. It's funny because when she was saying it, I instantly thought, oh, Chili. Remember when Chili had that? Oh, God. <laughs> she wanted to date Jesus. That's what she wanted. Yeah, because that's the only perfect man that exists. And uh, she remember when she had that crazy list he couldn't smoke. Uh, he couldn't drink. He had to be good in bed. He had to have mm-hmm. a big day. He had to do this. Like, it was literally, I think, over 20. And it's crazy because remember the person that actually fit every single thing on that list was Floyd Mayweather. Because remember she... <laughs> yeah. And I was just mad confused because I was like, really? He is the embodiment of this, my dream man? And then she dated Dallas Austin. Right. Which was a fuckboy. And Usher after. Mm-hmm. So I instantly thought of that because I'm like, she had this laundry list of expectations of what she wants in a partner. But do you, are you at 100% in these expectations yourself? Child. Or are you at 75 here, 25 there? So I agree completely with B. Simone. And I don't think people should you know, give her any type of backlash because what she's saying is not only common sense, but it's practical. Like, and the same goes for men who have these high expectations mm-hmm. and qualities that they want in a woman, in a partner, or same-sex couples, whatever. The point is, you can't demand and expect somebody to have qualities and traits that you fall short. Yeah, I agree. And like she said, equally yoked. And it's mm-hmm. true. Like, when you and your partner are on the same page in a whole lot of things... The relationship flows differently. Yeah. So it's true. Like sometimes people do need that reality check. Like you can't be asking for John Doe to have all these fucking qualities and you don't even brush your teeth in the morning. You don't even do the bare minimum, but you want (laughs) all this fucking shit way up high. So, and I feel like because she's always getting backlash. Yeah. People don't pay attention to the message because they focus on the wrong thing. Because my, because my thing is, why are you focused on focused on? Oh, she stole whatever, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Like that's not the point of the message. She's telling you, stop fucking complaining about the men that you're meeting and how they're falling short, and ask yourself if you fall short of these qualities. Yeah, because I mean, isn't it a thing of you like, attract oh. what you give out? Yes. So, like, if you're giving out this type of energy, these are going to be the men that you attract. And exactly. And there's nothing wrong with having a list of, like, what your ideal guy is. But I think that when you make this list, you should also be checking this off as well, too. Like, hey, do I have this? Do I have that? Because exactly. Like, am I a cheater? Whatever the case may be. Like, you should be marking off those as well as what you want the guy to be checking off as well. 
And you know It goes to say Like even that same When they say What what can you bring To the table I'm not gonna ask you What you can bring To the table That I can't bring I know it's so cliche Everybody says that But it's the truth It's the truth Like And I don't know I feel like I, I see it a lot more From women Than I do from men Like women have All these like Expectations And these long lists and majority of these women that have this, I'm like, you are, you are nothing on the, like nothing on this list you could check off yourself. So why are you asking for this? A lot of these women be fucking bums. Yeah, they just want to be taken care of. And the first thing a lot of women say they want is a man who makes money or a man who's rich. Meanwhile, I'm like, are you rich? Are you making money? What are you doing? Meanwhile, I'm <laughs> sleeping on a fucking mattress. Not sleeping on a fucking the air mattress. Sleeping on an air mattress, honey. <laughs> but air yeah, fucking mattress. I thought that was an important message because I feel like a lot of us we need to hear that. We do. It's important to be what you want to manifest. I yes. agree. So leave her the fuck alone and go listen to that message again because y'all quick to listen to who y'all want to listen to. Uh. If it was freaking what's his name. What's that guy that be having the quotes? Uh, R. You talking about the R something where he be having all the quotes about men? No, not him. The one that oh R. S. Rob Hill something like that. Yeah, Rob Hill Senior. I think so. Yeah, y'all quick to go listen to his ass, but that's a fact. And that nigga was cheating. (laughs) So that's on period. I saw this um video. I think this is like a podcast. Um. This guy, he had asked these females, he was like, oh, what if a guy told you that he had got a dick extension or whatever? Oh, my gosh. Did you yes, see that? I saw that because <laughs> Jason posted that. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, and I was fucking laughing because we, we were talking about that. But I thought that was interesting that they was just like, at first they were like, no, or whatever. So for him to be like, all right, so it's okay for... You guys to alter your bodies and get stuff done, and we're supposed to just like accept. It. But I get like the double standard because I feel like for a woman, if a guy we like, oh, I got a dick extension, you probably wouldn't fuck with him. But we can't get. Uh, but we get our bodies. We get our, get our tighten bodies done, our face done, and I'm not talking about makeup. I'm talking about like surgery to look a certain way to yeah. be more appealing. External, but your yeah. dick is you're, it's like the dick is external, but technically it's covered, right? Yeah. So, who's gonna know who's gonna see that? But you know, a lot of women don't fuck with a nigga if they dick ain't a certain size. That's true. And I'll tell you this me, when I saw that, I was just like, first of all, the first thing I said was, our vaginas are not even that long. So, if you get a <laughs> dick, dick in- extension, half of your dick is not even gonna go, probably gonna go in there. So what is the purpose of that? But there's some guys who are below average, so maybe they get it just to be average size. So basically just depending. I mean... And then you got a lot of females that be capping, too, because yeah. they be like, oh, big dick, big dick, and they can't handle big a big dick. Big dick, bandit. Yeah. I don't think any female could really handle a big dick except for, like, porno stars, because that shit gets stretched out eventually. But even still, like, when they're having sex and the guy is blessed down there... His dick still be out. That's true. As much can go in, and then you'll you'll see, still see like a portion of it is, that is not true. all the way in. Females be capping. See, I ain't one of those females. I don't want no huge fucking penis. I, I'm fine with average. Who the fuck wants their insides <laughs> ripped to shreds? Not me. But I thought it was interesting because 
for it looked like they were obviously was saying no, but then once he explained like the double standard, mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, okay, no, I get, like sense. you know, but uh-huh. I do think that certain things there are double standards, of course. And I don't know why we always gotta live by society rules. Who made these fucking rules? The powers that be, whoever the fuck they are. But I don't know. To me, that's that's a very interesting and touchy topic. And obviously, if the man is not volunteering that information, you'll never know that he even had a dick extension, that's, right? That is true. How would you know? Right. Because obviously, you know, for women, when you get your body altered, people know what you look like before. So it's very easy for people to distinguish, oh, yeah, she never had big breasts like that or she never had a flat stomach she did lipo she didn't have big a big ass or her eyes were never fucking brown i mean blue you know it's yeah. it's it's a lot but how does that even work a dick extension i'm gonna look that up on youtube that shit doesn't exist they made that up did they yeah oh i was like i'm about to look that up and see how they do that that shit just like when like penis pumps that shit is fucking it doesn't work isn't that just like pumping the blood to make it I thought that's what, what that was. girthy or something? I think so. Because I think a lot of people, they think that penis pumper is to make your penis longer, but it doesn't do that. No, like, I thought it was just to pump the blood, like, to make it look more... Maybe. I don't know. Gentlemen, you let us know. <laughs> yeah. I, I never dealt with... Well, I would never know, but I don't think I ever dealt with a guy who do had you, a penis bro, pumper. Do you. What, if that's what you got to do, do you. So... <laughs> Not the penis pumper. One thing I did want to address, though, is... The rise, right? I wanted to discuss this because I was on this page. So obviously everyone, I'm sure all of you have seen a lot of people posting about the rise in racism and hate crimes in the Asian community, right? Oh, child. And obviously stemming from Trump and him calling the coronavirus Chinese virus and Kung flu and all these derogatory terms that refer to, you know, the Asian community, Now, let's get this clear. Obviously, there's always been racial tension, racial animosity, prejudice Mm -hmm. between the black community and the Asian community. Not all, but some. Yeah. Right? So, and there's always been stigmas and stereotypes that either community believes of the uh, the other, unless you, like, educate yourself and, you know, you remove yourself from that Mm -hmm. ignorance. So, there's a couple of pages that, you know, are dedicated to unification within the Asian community and all communities. And I think it was the old man who had gotten pushed down three weeks ago and he died from the guy pushing her. So, you know, I was reading the comments and there was a lot of racial commentary in the comments. And, you know, one of my very good friends, she's Chinese. So me and her, we've always talked about like all this stuff. And... You know, I told her, I was like, when people commit crimes, the first thing that they're committing a crime, okay, the crime that they're committing has to do with whatever it is, right? So yeah. if you're a thief, you steal. Mm-hmm. If you're a drug dealer, you sell drugs. Yeah, Race is not the driving factor for the crime that you're committing. Mm-hmm. So it just so happened that there was, you know, a lot of the crimes that were being committed by the Asian, by the Asian, 
in the Asian community against elderly. A lot of them were elderly people, obviously, who are defenseless. And then I think, like, women, and I don't think there was any kids, thank God. But, you know, a few times, it happened to be a black person. So then they were like, oh, yeah, this is due to race. Now, when you commit a crime, it doesn't necessarily have to do with race. Yeah. If you just are an evil, horrible person and you just want to hurt somebody else, Mm -hmm. the closest person to you, you're going to hurt that person. True. It just so happened to be an Asian person, right? Mm -hmm. It could have been a black person. I mean, my thing is black people commit crimes against anyone and everyone. White people commit crimes against anyone and everyone. Asian people do the same thing. Southeast Asian do the same thing. Every race commits crimes against another race or within the race. Yeah. If I want to murder people, I'm not going to be just target. I mean, yeah, like there are some people that will probably target. I just want to target black people. But there are certain instances where it doesn't always have to do with race. And that divide creates more animosity. And I felt like that page... If you're going to report all, because I did some research because I also went through the page and I wanted Mm -hmm. to see like, okay, are you also reporting against all the white people that are committing these horrific crimes against Asian people? Because at least with the white people, when they do it, you know, they scream out and yell out, you know, the racial, like they say racist words and they say derogatory terms. Mm -hmm. Now, these people of color, other people of color who have committed these crimes, they're not screaming out, you know, any kind of derogatory racial terms. Yeah. So that you can differentiate like, okay, that motherfucker is definitely racist. Just like recently, the guy who hit that lady, I had posted it, she was bleeding. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he screamed out white power. That's racist. Mm -hmm. Then the other one. He had intentions for that. Yeah, and then the other one prior to that who pushed that lady and he was screaming out racial epithets and all that stuff. Racist. So those are clear distinctions of racism and these people specifically being targeted because they're Asian. Now, I'm not saying that what they're doing is right, because obviously all that shit, like, I I don't like any form of racism. Like, it could be the Arab community that this Mm -hmm. is happening to, and I'm not, like, Islamophobia and all that stuff. Like, I'm not with that shit. But what I want there to be an understanding is that There is still so much work that has to be done within both communities because there's so much racial divide and Asians are brought up to think a certain way in close proximity with whiteness and thinking that they are either equal, they have to be better or Mm. white is the the upper part of like it's the highest thing that you can achieve. Right. Mm. And then obviously there's not a lot of black people that live in these Asian countries and what they're fed. They don't really know a lot about the black community until they either move or live in a predominantly black community or a community that has a lot of people of color. And sometimes I feel like even when they move to those areas that's predominantly black, they're still racist. Yeah. So it's, so like, it's like, why are you moving into this right. neighborhood if you don't like these type of people? Because why? You can't get into that white neighborhood, right? You know what I'm but saying? But it made me think of that term that you said your friend had used. What was it? The jungle... Oh, uh, fuck. What was that? Uh, Describe the more, like, melanated um, Asian people. Yeah, because they have their racism amongst 
the Southeast Asian. So China, Japan, and I think it was more so like the Chinese and the Japanese Mm -hmm. that they're racist against the Southeast Asians because of the complexion. I forgot what it is. Jungle something. Yeah. Because when you had said, um, obviously they're taught that the whiter, like obviously the complexion Mm -hmm. closer to white, it made me think of the term that you said your friend had used. And I was like, that makes sense yeah. because obviously everybody wants to be lighter because they mm-hmm. think white is better. Right. So, you know, it just, you know, we it, it it's crazy because like I told my my homegirl, the older generation, it, it takes a lot of work. There's ignorance mm-hmm. in the older generation, period. And the unlearning that it'll take for them to see that a lot of things they say or they think is ignorant, that takes a lot of work. However, the generation after, like us and whoever else, it is our duty to re-educate and use your social media platform or just when you're around other people to say, like, listen, this is not cool. This is not okay. Like, let's not crack jokes about this. Just like when I had seen on TikTok this famous TikTok girl, I don't know if you had seen the video, but she was riding on the side of the fucking garbage truck Oh, and she was like, this is uh, what New Yorkers are like. Yeah, so she's from, yeah, so she's from New York. So she went to predominantly, um, she went to a high school where it was was a lot of people of color, right? And I think she had said the N-word or something like that. And she ended up apologizing and she was like, you know, I don't have a right to say it. Then she was getting backlash because of the way she talks and the way she speaks. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you're trying to be black, you're trying to be black, which also goes back to the whole thing of what is talking black is it the slang that she was using no because like she she's rough you know she's okay. rough so uh, black people are rough like we just yo man like you get what i'm saying yeah. like if this is her personality or this is who she is that's who she is but what yeah. does that how, how does that associate with blackness you get what i'm saying because yeah. It's like we don't want to be defined by certain things, but then we get on people and say you're trying to be that. But are we not trying to move away from that? I wonder if it's like a... Because I'm trying to see both sides here in a way. I wonder if it's not the slang, but maybe the mannerisms of how black people speak. I don't know. Because it's like you could tell... Well, you can't really tell, honestly, because that's the same thing that black people go through when people say, oh, you talk like you white. And it's like, because I'm talking proper, proper, then I'm talking white. And who says white people are the only ones that talk proper, right? Exactly. But I'm trying to think... I mean, I'm sure there's probably Asia, a lot of Asian people that have like rough voice that if you heard them, you probably think that they were black. Never mind. I don't know what point I was trying to make here. The only thing I could think of is the slang, but if she doesn't, if it's not the slang, it's just how her voice is, then mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I just think it's, it's just frustrating and annoying at times because yeah. it's like not everything is associated, associated with blackness. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. things that we do tell y'all that we are the originators of, y'all completely dismiss it. But anything that alludes to some type of stereotype is what Mm. people always want to group us with but then at the same time you have a few people within our community who always want to get on somebody else's case about it but it's like um you're it's contradictory yeah which one is it so that was one thing and um i mean i there's a lot of you know asian people that you know they're coming forward and they're saying like yes there is this anti-blackness within the asian community and we're working hard against that 
to like drive out that, you know, stereotype and that racial divide, which I respect because mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And then there was another controversy of Asian people being upset because people, they, they think they refer to themselves as people of color, mm-hmm. but other people don't agree. And mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, well, Asian is a race and they are people of color because they come in all shades. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because they have melanin. Mm-hmm. White people don't come in all shades. They yeah, don't. don't have melanin. And if you look at the continent of Asia, everybody is different shades. Yes. Like, no, like I, I, you know what I think? I think when they people think of Asia, they forget about India mm-hmm. and the Middle East. They only think of like China, Japan, like and you know, Korea. Those, yeah, and Korea, like those places. And it's like Asia is a huge ass continent. I think that's the biggest continent. Like, come on, people! Like, but that's Thailand, what? Vietnam, mm-hmm. Cambodia, and those people are dark. Yeah, they're, they're some of them be darker than us. Mm-hmm. They're dark, but Common that sense. not a lot of people know they seven fucking continents. <laughs> so they think fucking Africa is a country. So mm-hmm. that's probably why they don't know that people in Asia come in all different fucking shades. Right. So it's crazy. I don't know. It's it's sad because like I always thought and I always said we've always talked about this you know this the past four years this man really brought out the true 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 form of these fucking races I don't even think he brought them out I think he just opened the door and then they just yeah they flooded out and he made it like okay okay right so you can be publicly Mm -hmm. and openly you know, racist and attack people, whatever the case may be. But one thing I will say is that if you see somebody being attacked and it's due to racial reasons, I know we live in a time where you never know, like, if this person might have something to on them or they're dangerous or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Because, yes, we do live in a society where it's mind your business, don't get involved, mm-hmm. you know? And people be coming I, back with guns and shit. Right. And it's hard. It's really, really hard to decide do I jump in or do I not jump in but if it's like a crowd of people like that woman who was pushed down and it's a whole bunch of y'all y'all could overpower that person Mm, all y'all band together because he walked away just just walked away that's white people for you there was Asian people standing there too but I'm saying that's white people for you they do something and just walk away because obviously there's no repercussion yeah so, I mean, there's, that, this probably would be, like, the whole entire podcast episode. But I just thought, like, you know, that's something that we also have to bring up. And plus, even within the black community, like, was it chinky or whatever, all those... Like, if you know people that say shit like that, correct them. Teach them. Wait, what chinky say? Chinky, chinky, chinky. Oh, the chinky. Chink, chink. Is that... Chink. Who? To refer to Asian people. Oh, the chink. Oh, I thought you was talking about like a person. No, 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 no not, not chingy. Chink. I'm like, what the fuck chingy said? No, 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 not, <laughs> not chingy. Chink. Like, you know, derogatory terms yeah. towards the Asian community and stuff like that. Like, we also have to unlearn a lot of that shit. And we got to mm-hmm. remove ourselves from those ignorant thoughts and those ways of thinking. Because we can't demand justice and we're over here doing the same shit that we're complaining that the white man is doing to us. Exactly. And another thing too I also saw was 
a lot of people in the Asian community was coming at BLM because they were like, oh, you know, why isn't BLM standing for us and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, this is why it's so, 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 so important to understand these movements and these organizations. BLM never, ever, ever, ever has ever said that all people of color was not included in the movement. They have marched for everyone, not just black people. They have marched for biracial people who have been killed by the cops, but, you know, they look a little, they got a little tint, so it's like, oh, you black. They have marched for a lot of people that were Latino, that were killed by cops. People of Asian, the Asian Transgender. Transgender. Which is not even a race. Right. They march for everyone. Now, obviously, the specific message was stop killing black people because we are being targeted specifically for one reason only. Mm-hmm. The cops are not going to stop an Asian person before they stop a black person. And they definitely not going to pull out their gun automatically and say that they scared for their lives. Exactly. So no. there is a huge difference with how, you know, the government and the police react towards the Asian community and the black community. But BLM stands for all these communities. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I also saw other people saying, well, just like we stood up, and then of course, BLM has been around for a very long time. I think was since Trayvon died. That was what, in 2012? So they've been around for a long ass time. You know what I'm saying? This is not new. So a lot of people are saying, well, just like we got up and we organized and we marched and we worked hard for our voices to be heard, you and the Asian community can do that too. Why do you need mm-hmm. to ride the backs of the black community but that's the to defend issue. you when you're not defending us? Because how many of you guys were posting the injustices that was being done to the black community for a long ass time? Were mm. you guys even posting stuff that was non-trendy? Because IG's been around for a long time. Were you guys speaking up about it? Were you talking to your family? I'm sure you probably had people in your family who thought that maybe Trayvon Martin deserved whatever he deserved based off of lies that was spread about him in the media. Or even when Mike Ferg died, Michael Ferguson, Michael Brown, sorry, he was in Ferguson, Michael Brown, when he died and people rioted and all this stuff, did y'all stand up? the way you guys want us to stand up for you for the black community? But that's the issue that I have with a lot of races. Um, it's just always riding on the back of black people. Like like you said, you could do this for your own community. Just like we did it for our our community, you could do the same thing. And that's the issue I have all the time. And it, even the same thing with like the women movement. Mm-hmm. It's like white women are riding on the backs of black women mm-hmm. and it's like come on like the you me could, too movement exactly and that's the issue that i have it's like every time black people do it it's no support no support none of that but the minute something happens to your community oh why didn't black people stand up it's like we've been standing up we exactly so that that right there i have an issue with and i hate when communities do that and they mm-hmm. turn to us like oh well, why didn't i because honestly i'm gonna be real with you i follow some asian people i went to high school in junior high with a lot of asian people too mm-hmm. and i ain't seen none of them posting anything when mm. and this and not even just what happened last year just over a period of time of black people being killed i've never seen them post anything mostly i would see hispanic people posting it 
more than I would see an Asian person. Mm-hmm. But Asian people that I follow, friends with, never seen them post anything of the movement. But I'm sure they posted now about the... Oh, absolutely. Hate in the, what's going on with all the hate crimes in their community. Absolutely. And it's crazy because even with those hate crimes against the Asian people, I'm seeing black people posting it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like black people, we... When we see injustice, we see injustice. We don't see the color. Exactly. Because we, as people, we know how it feels to be treated that way. So that's why when it happens to other race, other like communities, we there, we, we sympathize. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, y'all don't have that same energy, Energy, which is like, don't look at me to... Help your community because yeah, like, you wasn't helping mine. And I know that sounds crazy to say like, oh, shouldn't it be eye for an eye? But it's the acknowledgement. It's the... Contradictions. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at the black community to be your savior. Absolutely. We don't have nobody. We have each other. We Barely. Fun- yeah. Because some of them can't take them with us. Right. <laughs> so when we're organizing, and I'm not, now it's a different time because me and Wendy was talking about this. I was like, you know, back then during like the civil rights movement and like the Black Panthers and Malcolm X. It, there was the, there was diversity, you know. There mm-hmm. was Latinos, there was Asians, mm-hmm. Chinese, Japanese, Native Americans, Native Americans, all in solidarity because they all knew, like you said, mm-hmm. injustice is injustice. Exactly. Everyone was welcome with open arm. There was no, oh, you're of Asian descent. This is blacks only. Yeah. Because we know what it feels like when it's, oh, this is whites only. And plus, we don't even think that way. Like, oh, don't come in our movement. Because wrong is wrong and right is right. Mm-hmm. Even when that that guy, that old guy that got pushed down by, um, what was it, the SWAT team in Buffalo? Was that in Buffalo? And the white head, guy, right? Yes, and his head was bleeding. Yes. We was upset. We, we was sure like, were. we want justice for him. And he's and a white mar- guy. Yeah, we marched for his ass too. Yeah, and that was in the middle of the whole thing happening with the whole... Um, George Floyd? Yeah. Yep. But then what you saw, white people standing in solidarity for the fucking cops. You know what I mean? So it's like black people, we don't see no color when we see injustice. Mm-hmm. If we see some shit that's fucking wrong, we going to stand, we up, stand and, up and talk about it. Exactly. Child. So, you know, that was just certain things that I just feel like even reading an article, like my friend sent me an article and it was saying how these prominent people of Asian descent who... Mm-hmm work in like the beauty industry and have like these, you know, well to do jobs and they were talking about their Asian experience and how they had to basically deny their Asian experience so that they could be accepted Hmm. and then what they had to hide and how they're not going to hide anymore and they're going to be openly proud of where they come from and all that. And, you know, I said to my friend, I'm like, this is news to me because for as long as I know that I've been on this planet, Asian people have always been proud of their heritage and their culture. Yeah, I've never heard of I have not like that. ever heard of any Asian person hiding who they are, like their name, their culture, what they eat, none of that. If anything, I feel like they get more accepted than yeah. we do. So I thought that was very interesting to see that. And then, you know, a lot of the individuals who wrote the separate articles, they were like, oh, we need to all come together and we need more people talking about this. And I'm like, but people been talking about this. Where are you? Under Where have rock. you been? <laughs> Under because, rock. Because, you know, like I said to my friend, I was like, let's say Trump wasn't calling 
wasn't saying these derogatory racial terms about COVID to the people. And none of this was happening because it's not like Asian people have not, like crimes haven't been committed to them. Like if a person runs up in a beauty supply store to rob the beauty supply store, which is owned by someone who's Asian, they're not robbing them because they're Asian. They're robbing them because they want the money out the register. Mm -hmm. But it's going to look, it's going to be looked as a hate crime, especially if it's a black person that's robbing. And it's like you, at some point you got to learn how to separate the two because not everything involves race. I can understand if the black community wasn't committing any crimes towards each other and we were just specifically as a whole targeting just one type of community. Okay, then that might be racially motivated. Mm -hmm. But crimes that are committed, and especially if these stores or these businesses are in in neighborhoods where it's predominantly people of color, who you think they're going to do the crimes against? Just like if it's a predominantly white community, white people commit crimes against white people. Yeah. White on white crime. Wasn't it like a study that showed, um, oh my God, where did I see this at? And it was talking about like crime and it was saying that people mostly commit crime within the area that they live in. Yes. So like... If That's you, the FBI or um thing. Yeah, like Report. if you live, I remember because I don't know if I read it. I think I have read it, and I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yes. Whereas, like, if you live in a predominantly black community, you're gonna commit crimes within each other. If you mm-hmm. live in a predominantly white neighborhood, you're gonna commit crimes within each other. You're not gonna be in a predominantly black neighborhood and, and then go to fucking oh, yeah Timbuktu to go commit a crime like you're gonna be within that community so that's why you have a lot of crime within the community yes. yeah so but people just don't they don't think. think they don't think they just and that also pushes a agenda that's unnecessary because now you're creating a you're opening up a new can of worms because now you're literally driving a false story and saying, oh, this is racially motivated without knowing the facts, without mm-hmm. knowing what's going on. There's people who are career criminals that they just commit crimes against anyone and everyone. True. That has nothing to do with race. Now, obviously, I want to reiterate the specific crimes that are committed, that have been committed against the Asian community that are racially driven, zero tolerance, zero tolerance. And mm-hmm. those motherfuckers need to get beat the fuck up. Period. But then for those other crimes where it's ambiguous, where you don't know for sure if it's racially motivated, don't assume that it is. Yeah. Because now you're creating more animosity and driving more tension within the communities without knowing if it's a racially motivated crime. Mm. It just so happened that that person was black. So if it was a Latino person that did it, y'all going to go after this person as hard as you're going to go after the white person? Like, keep the same energy all throughout the board. Because even on that page, when I was looking at certain posts and certain things, you know, I was just like, the shift of Mm -hmm. how the hashtags and the captions and the aggressiveness... When it came to a black person versus if it was a white person that did it. Child. You can see the difference. It's always going to be a different narrative. Yeah, the narrative was completely different. And I wasn't happy about that. And, you know, reading the comments. And I'm just like, yo, a lot of y'all, y'all 
are ignorant. Child. Ignorant. And it's sad. It's sad because you are... And then, of course, there were certain, you know comments that that page was also liking that I was just like wow like so what is the purpose and agenda of your page they probably don't even know is your page I can understand if that page and that page I will say what its name it's Asian Dawn Asia Asian underscore Dawn that's the page or Asia Dawn underscore Dawn whatever excuse me so my thing is Because some people were questioning, like, you know, what is the agenda of your page? Because you go hard when it's a black person that commits a crime against uh, someone of Asian descent, but others, you don't go that hard. And plus, you're perpetuating a narrative that's creating more racism. It's probably either a white person or Asian person behind that account. Has to be. Shit is sick. Unity, 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 but you out here... And then on top of it, you're not even correcting the ignorance because that's what that's another thing that I was paying attention to because there was a lot of people and, you know, they got their pictures. So they were mm-hmm. Asian and they were saying a lot of derogatory anti-black comments. And I didn't see that the person who's the owner of that page. I didn't see them correcting these people. So what is your agenda? It's probably to promote more hatred and more. Division. So now, right. So now you are contradicting what your page is about. Hmm. But you want us to ride for y'all, even though we already been riding for y'all. Child, Girl, this is why. The floor is yours. This is why, you know, I understood when a lot of people say that black people got to start looking out for themselves and stop looking out for other people. It sounds harsh. It sounds, you know, crazy, but it's the honest truth. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times are we going to be slapped in the face with the reality that niggas don't ride for us like we ride for them? We're going to have to start because honestly, every every community does that. Mm -hmm. They only stick for their own people. And it's sad because, you know, we sympathize with other communities because we know Mm -hmm. how it feels. But I think we're going to have to start getting on that type of time. It's not being petty. It's just like we're going to have to get on that same energy. Yeah. We always got to constantly defend ourselves, explain ourselves for what? It's, It's tiring. It really is tiring. Sorry. If y all hear the doorbell, um, that is my groceries. Oh, Mm. I cannot. Not the photo shoot. Yeah, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. Sorry. I was showing her something funny on um, Instagram. Um, oh, here's another thing I wanted to address. <laughs> oh, she was ready. She said, I haven't been here for, what, a week? I got so much I got to say. I could have sworn. Okay, first and foremost, I don't believe in cancel culture because I think that shit is stupid. And are we people, talking about Yes, and people are finicky. Child. The amount of love and the amount of people that I've seen bopping to the new Chris Brown chat track featuring Tory Lanez. I thought this nigga was canceled. The same people who was going in about Tory Lanez dancing on IG. And still listening to his music too. I don't understand y'all. I get it to each his own, but This person shot somebody, more, like, more than once. Allegedly, def- right? Because we don't know right, what allegedly. happened. Then gaslighted her on social media, deflected to plead his innocence in the whole thing. 
and y'all out here supporting this man. I don't get it. I'm even more disappointed in Chris Brown, too, because you literally had a situation where mm. you got caught up by hitting and abusing a female. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sit here and do a song with a guy who's allegedly accused of shooting a female. Like, you know, it's like you don't want that image or you tired of people bringing that up. But yet you're associating yourself with somebody who can bring that image back. Because I saw that in the comments. A lot of people was like, oh, the perfect duo. This is a hit. And they put like hit in the in caps, H-I-T. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I cannot with people. But the shade, you know, granted, guilty. Oh, is it? Innocent until, so, oh, innocent until proven guilty. guilty. So it is what it is. But the way he's been moving, it's like, all right, if you're innocent, you're innocent. But I just feel like certain things he's doing is a little bit corny. Like, it's just like, all right, you're doing too much. But I was disappointed in Chris Brown because I'm like, you literally had a situation. And yes, that was years ago. But you don't want to be associated with somebody who's allegedly harming a female. You don't want that image on you. But you know, Chris Brown, I don't give a fuck. So... And even if they recorded this song prior to Tory Lanez and whatever he's doing, listen, it's either y'all going to have to take an L or that song isn't going to have to come out at a later time or whatever the case may be until whatever needs to happen needs to happen in the courts. But to me, I just thought that was very very, uh, interesting because... It's like, y'all, a lot of individuals are so fucking finicky and up and down. And of course, the whole controversy about uh, cancel culture and the effectiveness and the bullshit behind it for people who participate in that. And it's like, if you if you about cancel culture, but then you bop into this nigga, you a fucking bum. Like, you're dumb. And I won't ever get it. I won't. Because I'll tell you this, if somebody shot my friends or my sister or whatever, like, I'm not fucking with, like, that's like, there's not even a thought in my mind that's going to entertain supporting you or anything. That's like serial killers and women who become fans and write them letters and send them nudes and all this shit. And it's like, oh, but you could have been a victim. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? And this is not everybody, but this is just, like, a select few people all around. Like, what is wrong with y'all? I was confused because I was just, like, I thought that everybody hated this person. So when all of a sudden did we start listening to his music and liking his stuff and entertaining him? And that's the problem with... I feel like in our community, we don't hold each other accountable. We Mm-mm. really don't. I mean, for God's sakes, R. Kelly literally, like, years ago showed us who he was, and we still was bumping to his shit. And now, years later, we want to hold him accountable? R. Kelly. A lot of them. It's a lot of them. A lot of them doing shisty, shady shit. But when we see a story of a teacher sleeping with a student or a grown-ass man taking advantage of a young child we going ham oh my gosh i can't believe this blah 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 but then within our community we give a niggas a slap on the fucking wrist i don't get it so i just wanted to bring bring that up because i i'm just confused oh, oh i think that's my groceries shit, 
we could keep um so and then it also raises the question about protecting black women we have individuals who talk about we have to protect our black women our you know we're disrespected we're this we're that but then we do the complete opposite when it comes to standing up for that and I just don't understand and I just don't get it you know what I'm saying protect black women but we're gonna bop to the new Tory Lanes. make it make sense It doesn't. And it's a little frustrating and it's a little tiring because social media can be so draining with this shit. That's why, for me personally, if somebody do some fuck shit, I'll just cancel on myself. Like, I know me right. and me, we be going back and forth about the Kanye shit. I love Kanye, but certain shit he said, it was like, mm, I ain't supporting you no more. Like, I ain't supporting your music. Mm-hmm. I ain't supporting your sneakers. I ain't supporting your clothes. I ain't supporting nothing until you get the health that you need. The care that you need, and you mm-hmm. you go back to how you were. Not saying that because people evolve, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's just me personally. Same thing with Tory Lanez. It's like his music come on, skip, skip, skip. Like I'm not listening to it until you're proven innocent and you ensure her. Then I'll be. Like, I deleted all, right. all his shit off my thing. I said, I'm not to find it and delete it. It'd be too much. Girl, so just, just go to the artist and go to Tory Lanez and boom. Delete all. But yeah, I don't I don't expect everybody to cancel. The same thing with the fucking Super Bowls. Y'all was doing all this shit and Colin, then next thing Colin. I know y'all at the Super Bowls chatting it up. So Super Bowl parties doing the most. I don't know. This this the whole cancel culture, it's it's too much. It's for ridiculous. Me. It's stupid. It's dumb. And I agree with Star. Like if I'm not going to support a public figure, I do that privately. It's just crazy to me that for the entire summer, people were trying to pretend they were fucking uh, detectives and trying to figure out, like, oh, but this angle and it, this happened, like, did he shoot her? And what, like, y'all was playing detective for months. Then when Sis finally came out and said what she said, everybody was, you know, lighting fire underneath this man. Mm. And, you know, he was obviously ghost off of social media for a minute until recently. And now it's like all is forgiven. Y'all some fucking weirdos. But Child. that's all I had to say about that. Um, I had saw that Keisha Lance Bottom, she had put out a statement about the NBA All-Star. Oh, what she said? So, Girl, until you close them hookah lounges, be quiet. She said, under normal circumstances, we'll be grateful for the opportunity to host the NBA All-Star Game, but this isn't a typical year. I share my concerns with the NBA and Atlanta Hawks and agree this is a made-for-TV event only, and people shouldn't travel to Atlanta to party. Girl. But honestly, people have been traveling to Atlanta to party. Exactly. Where has she been? Did Did she ever make a public statement about everyone in Atlanta having parties, turning up, no masks? Or anything? Did People she ever from address New York that? is fucking traveling out there to party. I don't know. I don't think she ever addressed that. Like, but. so just host a fucking NBA game, an NBA All Star game there because y'all been doing the most for a minute, for a good minute, for months. Mm-hmm, I agree. Since literally before the summertime, because their restrictions lifted before our restrictions lifted. So Atlanta has been turning up. 
for the longest. So they have the fucking NBA All-Star game there, sis. Yeah, because y'all not doing nothing about shutting it down and regulating shit. Niggas is in the clubs turning up. Like, what? And from all over, too. Not just from Atlanta. Niggas is going to Atlanta just to fucking party. First of all, let me tell you something. I know them, them, them flights is cheap, but I'm not spending $50, $70 round trip to go back and forth to Atlanta to party. I'm not doing that. And I know you... I'm not in nobody's pocket, but some of y'all that I see y'all doing that, I know y'all ain't got the funds to be doing that shit either, okay? Because I know a lot of y'all be scamming, a lot of y'all... Mm, they got to re-up, so they got to go to ATL. Yeah, like, <laughs> y'all trying to live this little lifestyle, just a party, so you rather catch COVID, you rather put yourself at risk to catch COVID just to be partying and like, I feel like niggas be saying, like, oh, you know, catching COVID, that's something light. I feel like a lot of people, oh, that's like what they're saying in their fucking absolutely. head. absolutely. And so that shit hits them like a ton of bricks and mm-hmm. they're like, oh shit, this is not a game. This is not a joke. I was just like, me personally, I'm not going back and forth to Atlanta to fucking party. Why? Why? Y'all Why am I doing that? Y'all never party before? Y'all never smoked hookah before? Like, y'all kill me, but... Like, man. I could use that $70 for something else to pay a bill, to buy some groceries... Amen, sis. Amen. Not to go shake my ass. For that... Shake your face. I'll get dressed up in my house... Blast the music and shake we my shake ass. shake our ass. We be dancing in front of the mirror anyway. <laughs> That's all I need to do. Um, did you see the thing with Moniz and the Dr. Dre and April thing? Child. See, this is people, this is why you need to mind your business. This is why you need to mind your business and stay out of people's business. Stay in the business that pays you. But why do you have to run to social media to blast somebody? Why? But why are you speaking on something? She not even friends with April. Yeah, yeah, she's not. So why They're are you not speaking cool. on this? Now, is it surprising? Because at first I seen the rumors about April Jones and Dr. Dre. And I was just like, eh, whatever. And then I had seen like, I don't know how long afterwards, the video of mm-hmm. them going to dinner. So I was like, oh shit, this is really real. And then the first thing that popped up in my head was, how the fuck did these do to link up and... Like, what? How did this happen? That's the people she said was in her DMs. Remember that video when she was patting her pussy? Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> hilarious. So, after that, then I seen that whole Moniz thing, and I was like, sis, mind the business that fucking pays you. You have a whole child focus on your kid. Mm-hmm. And you're from L.A., so I'm sure prior to you putting Dr. Dre on quote-unquote blast, you knew how powerful he was in the streets. Mm. I'm sure that's not new to you. Maybe because now it's hit home, you're like, oh shit, I barked up the wrong fucking tree. Do you think she capping? That's a whole lot of capping to be doing with Dr. Dre. Because I feel like Moniz is just so messy and she, she and everything. She stays in the comics. And she always feel attacked. Yes. That's the thing I get from she always plays victim. That's why I'm like, is she capping? Because she always want to play victim. All I know is that whatever was said to her, sis rushed to social media to make sure that she was like, I'm stepping back. <laughs> and whatever those threats were, even the fact that she even went and put that statement out, it's like, sis, if... Someone from his camp or whatever came at you and said crazy shit. You still didn't learn your lesson because you're still not minding the business that pays you because you're going on social media and you're writing statements. 
Um, now, I'm not saying that whatever was said or done to her, she deserves it because she wasn't minding her business. It's wrong. Because we all know people be on social media talking, 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 talking. Sometimes they be talking about shit that ain't got nothing to do with them. Sometimes they be talking about shit that they know about and spilling the tea. The list goes on and on and on. Now, does she deserve for her life and her child's life to be threatened? That's excessive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's too much. But, because I saw a lot of people saying that too, like, oh... It's always a lose-lose situation when it comes to black women because it's like, oh, when it comes to us being attacked and, you know, people coming after us, everybody's in an uproar and everybody's doing all these hashtags and blah, blah, blah. But then the minute that shit switches, then it's, oh, well, this is her fault because she did ABC, ABC. You know, the person was like, it's a lose-lose situation. I'm like, yeah, that is true because here she is talking, saying whatever she had to say, right? And... Then in the flip, she's being attacked and threatened. And everybody's coming down on her like, oh, you shouldn't have opened your mouth. So it's like, but y'all missing the point here. The point is, yeah, she did open her mouth to talk about some shit that that probably had nothing to do with her or is none of her business. But for her to be threatened, like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about more focused on her not minding her business. I'm focused on she getting threats, death threats? Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah, that shit is crazy. All in, a matter, all in a matter of a fucking day. Because she literally said what she had to say. Then the next day, she put out that statement. Like, this wasn't weeks later after her saying what she said. Monique, mm. just mind your motherfucking business. <laughs> like, honestly, just mind your damn business. I can't. Mind your business. Well, congrats to Rihanna, because Savage X Fenty is now mm-hmm. worth $1 billion. Yes. Girl, you, you know, she, to, she got my coins, so she always got my coins. She needs to own it, though. But this is... owned under... No, the Fenty Beauty skincare is owned by the other thing, but I think Savage X, the lingerie... Mm-hmm. That is a different company. I think that's the one that she owns 100%, right? I gotta look that up. Because I remember... Cause I thought the Fenty brand was just under that guy. Oh, maybe that's... Maybe maybe that's what it is. I thought it was I just... The, it I just thought it was the skincare and her clothes. I didn't know... Like, Which the clothes that she... not doing well. Oh, it's not? That I think they are trying to discontinue it or something like that because Ooh. it's not making enough money compared to, like, her Fenty Beauty line. In the Savage X, mm. which is crazy because I'm like I don't really see. Well, I see her model and stuff, but I'm like I haven't really seen other people much promotion mm-hmm. or compared to like the Fenty Savage and the beauty stuff. Yeah. I don't really see the clothes. And she had cute pieces. So I don't yeah. know why I wasn't doing that well, but I it's don't a panorama. Know. Niggas is like, oop, it's not Gucci. We ain't buying it. So I wanted to touch on two things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of quick, but. I mean, they both kind of correlate with each other. Uh-huh. So I had saw the first thing I had saw was obviously the Chloe thing that she clapped back at somebody because they were like, "Oh, I read that. I was laughing about is Kylie allowed to be friends with Jordan again?" I was laughing because I'm just like, "Did you even have to respond?" Yeah, I I'm guess like, she's wow. tired of people asking her that. But I get why people was asking that because it's like, yo, y'all literally kind of bullied Jordan and y'all went in on her. And yeah, you took this nigga back after he cheated on you. Not once, but twice publicly. Well, you, multiple times. Yeah. You willing to forgive this person and talk to this person? Are you willing to... I mean, I don't know what they do behind cameras. She probably did forgive Jordan, but it's like... 
Are you giving that same energy to her? You know she not. So I thought that was funny. But um, then obviously everybody knows that Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce. I was, yo, when my cousin sent it to me, I was like, it's so funny because I wrote massive. And one of the things I said, I was like, so you mean to tell me that Chloe takes Tristan back and Kim files, divorce, files for divorce from Kanye? I was like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Because it's like, what? But when I saw that, I was like, well, I guess now all the fucking rumors that's been circulating for weeks now can finally be put to rest. And now it's going to be a whole nother shit storm. And then I told her, I was like, watch niggas start talking about, all right, we need to get Kanye a black wife. He needs a black woman. Because you know that's coming. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. But one thing I did say is that after he went on Twitter and he was saying all that stuff about, you know, the Kardashian family, mm-hmm. and then um, they they were pictured not too shortly after that. Mm. And she was crying. Remember those pictures? I don't know if you ever saw the pictures. And I feel like with Kim, like she's like one of those like people that seem like she's like, you know, she f- loves to love. She falls in love. She's romantic. You know, hope, like she's hopeless, hopeless romantic. romantic. That's what I get from her. So I really feel that she worked hard on, I guess, whatever circumstances came her way within her marriage before certain things were publicized, you know, mm-hmm. by Kanye and, you know, before her making a statement. And she do she does have four kids with this man. Yeah. Young kids at that. So, and, you know, his mental health, it, it's a lot. So she probably was just like, she can't do it. And who knows what else probably has gone that, gone down or happened that probably was never publicly, you know, put out there. But it seems like she really wanted her marriage to work. And she tried hard, it seems. And I feel for her. And I feel like, you know, social media is going to glorify the breakup and go in. And it's like sometimes you got to be sensitive to the fact that there's also, yeah, there are public figures. But I'm sure there's a whole lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes that we don't fucking know. Oh, absolutely. You know? And, you know, because I had seen Larsa... She was talking about, she did like a another interview where she was talking about the Kardashians and, you know, how they threw her under the bus and all that stuff like that. But she doesn't have like any malice in her heart. And, you know, there was a lot of he say, she say shit in the background. And, you know, she'll never bash them publicly yeah. or say anything crazy. And, you know, Jason made a good point. He was like, you know, it's funny because... You will not ever bash them publicly, but they were bashing you publicly. Mm. And I was like, that's true. They've done it to multiple people. Multiple people. And obviously, we have people who clap the fuck back because that's what they need. Like, if you're going to dish something out, be ready. Be ready that there will be that one person that's going to have all the smoke for your ass. I don't give a fuck how powerful or whatever it is that you have. At the end of the day, all that shit could be taken away in one fucking smite. So, humble thyself. I honestly wasn't surprised about the divorce um, coming out. I felt like that it was going down that route. Mm-hmm. Because the way Kanye episodes has been, I'm like, Kim can't handle this. She got four kids. You know, it's not easy to deal with somebody who has mental health issues. And, yeah, I just, I, not to be negative or wish bad, but I just, I felt like the marriage was not going to last long, mm-hmm. especially like the way things were happening. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he needs, he needs help. Mm-hmm. He needs help. And I don't, I just don't, 
Not saying that she's not a strong person, but I just, Kim, from what I've seen on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I just don't feel like she would be like able she's to, equipped yeah, to, to handle that. something like that. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to put Kanye, throw him under the bus, but just certain things of how she handles certain stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just like, girl, I'd rather you not have said nothing than you saying it's a freedom of speech. Right. I'd rather you just been quiet. But and, then I also and deal with what you need to deal with behind closed doors. Right. And it also is a true testament to show you that you could have a gazillion children, all the money in the world, but when the time is up on your relationship and you put yourself first, it's it just goes to show you like she didn't say like, oh, through thick and thin, I'm going to put up with all types of shit. Oh, if this this man is bashing my family, bashing me, doing all this stuff publicly, I'm going to stay with him through thick and thin. She chose herself. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's people who stay in horrific relationships, making constant excuses. So if this woman can say, I've had enough, this is my breaking point, I'm out. Yeah, she has every right to do How, that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get where I'm saying, mm-hmm. you get where I'm coming from, right? Because yeah. you know, a lot of people make the excuses like, "Oh, the kids, oh, finances, and all this stuff." But there's people who have left for less mm-hmm. because they put themselves first because they don't tolerate the disrespect. Yeah. So that was one thing that in my mind I was like, "Yo, she, she got a whole lot of shit going on." And she was like, I can't do this. It's crazy because I feel like one person will be happy in a relationship and then the next person is going through turmoil. I mean, so Kim going through a divorce, Chloe going back with her cheating, well, allegedly going back to her cheating ass man. They together because I saw a clip of Tristan, a sneak peek, her and Kim talking. And he was saying how he was feeling some type of way because I guess they were, I guess before Oh yeah, that's the clip that I saw and yeah. Chloe wrote that thing. And I was just like, bitch, it's no secret. Like, niggas knew. I think people called it when y'all was broken up that y'all was going to go First back First of all, I knew she was going to go back to him when she asked him to be her fucking donor. Mm. I'm like, girl, girl, <laughs> I get it. You want your kids to have the same father or whatever. But I, me as a woman, I mean, I don't have no kids. But I know for a fact I'm not going to ask some nigga who literally cheated on me twice to be a donor for me to have a kid. I'll take my chances with finding somebody else. Exactly. But I see Courtney living her best life with her new boo, Travis, right? Travis that, Barger. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a twist. So it's and you like, saw Scott went blonde? Yeah, but what is up with Scott and dating these fucking underage girls? Yeah, but Courtney does the same thing too. Double but, standards. Yes, double standards, but why is nobody in an uproar? Nobody's in an uproar for Courtney. Yeah, but that's what, but okay, but you see how nobody's in the uproar for them, right? Mm-hmm. But when Tiger did it, niggas was fucking calling him out. That's when true. other people of color do it, we call them out. But this is the second time Scott has done this, dating somebody under, like young. Because wasn't yeah. Sophia oh, Rich? I, I don't think she was, was 21 at the time when they started dating. I don't know how old she was, but before her, there was another girl too that was young. But I don't see nobody dragging him. I didn't see nobody dragging Courtney either, but it's like hmm. people of color. Madonna too. Mm-hmm. Because who was the other person besides Tiger? It was somebody else who dated somebody young too. And they dragged them? Yeah, like they was dragging Marcus Houston too. Oh, with his yes, wife. yes. So it's like, but y'all not keeping that same energy for Scott? He just strolling on the beach with this girl. She not even fucking 21. Mm. Why? Is, what's up with him and these young girls? I don't know. But then, 
Aaliyah said, "Ain't you nothing but a number." I mean, after you pass the legal age, should we be concerned? Should we like? It's like but I don't even think the girl is twenty one. Yeah, Lisa she's nineteen. Yeah, it was it Lisa Reynolds' daughter? Oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh shit! It's funny because when I saw the name, I was like, "Doesn't Lisa Reynolds have a daughter with that name?" And I'm like, Hamlet. I'm like, that sounds not familiar. But I'm like, oh, maybe like that's not her and. Maybe because, oh. you know, some people be having, like, the same last names as other celebs. So, that's what I thought it was. I know that. <laughs> that yeah. was her. Well, look at her mama. You think she give a fuck? I'm just, like, it's funny because I'll be watching and I'm like, so nobody not saying that? Nobody dragging? Nobody? Like, even in the comments, nobody dragging. But y'all was dragging the but fuck think, out of Tiger. But, but, yeah, but Kylie was underage. That's why she, he was getting This dra- girl is underage, too. No, she's not. She's 19. She ain't 21. But once you're 18, you're legal. Child, 21 I still is think just it's for drinking, young. sis. We know that dumb niggas been drinking before 21, just like we was drinking before 21. True, but it's a pattern that you keep dating all these women that is under 21. Listen, Who says you won't go younger than that? Hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's my theory. That, that's a good point. But, you know, with Tiger's situation, Kylie was 16. So it was like. So was she 17? No, she was, I think she was 16 because either 16 going on 17 and then they waited until she was 18 to make, to publicly finally say like they're a couple or whatever the case may be. Because in California, the legal age, I think to date somebody under age is either 17 or 16, which is, which when that whole situation was happening, I did like a little research to find out like what are the legal ages mm-hmm. in different states. Some states are as low as 15. Crazy. So New York City, you know, it's eighteen, but a lot of places is below eighteen. I still think Look that's it up, y'all. So young. Listen, like, I'm not a proponent of a thirty-something year old man who's pushing forty dating someone who's in the teens because you still got nineteen behind you or a twenty-year-old twenty. Like, if there's like such a significant different age gap, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot. It, and, you know, it's like, mm, and I get it. Too. And it's like, on the other side, there are some people who their age doesn't defy them because they act so mature that they don't act like the typical 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old, and whatever. So you, it seems like you're, it's like you're in a relationship with an equal because mm-hmm. you're equally mature. So I also get that. Now, if my daughter t- comes home and tells me she's dating... Uh, if she's like, you know, 17 and she's dating a 21 year old or someone like if you 17 says your cap is 19, two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even maybe tolerate 20. If you ain't legal enough to drink or go to the club and stuff like that, you should not be dating nobody that mm. is old enough to do shit like that. That's how I look at it. But even like if you're not a celebrity and it's just a civilian's. Look how many people we know that was of age and older than us that would give us alcohol. Like we, like we didn't need to go to the club. Like if we dated somebody who was older and they were of and they were of age or they knew people of age, like you would be just chilling with that person and like, oh hey, you want a sip of this alcohol? Because listen, one thing I always say is even though we we question these people, remember. Jay Z started dating Beyonce when she was nineteen. That's Beyonce's thirty seven years old. Jay Z's fifty one. Let me say that again. Beyonce's thirty seven. 
Jay-Z's 51. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wasn't saying nothing about that. But remember, that was the era back in those times where but it it's was still okay. wrong. It, it's still wrong. It's still it's absolutely still wrong. But remember, that was the era where that shit was looked at as quote unquote okay. Because you had what the older guys coming to the high school, get picking up these young girls and shit like that, dating these young girls. So now the era is back where it's it's so now that era is gone. So now we in the era where we're reconsidering it. No, not reconsidering it, but you know what I mean, as in like No, I get what you're saying. It was okay. I feel like now people are calling it out a little bit more mm-hmm. than how they were before. I feel like before it was looked at as okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like now that you get older, it's like, mm, nope, that's actually not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but you got some people that still have that mindset. But for me personally, yeah. Scott, I think you just a little too old to be dating these young ass girls. <laughs> like I said with the Tiger and the Kylie th- situation at the time, if her mama and her daddy Allowing her to do whatever she want to do, that's on them. That ain't my motherfucking business. If Lisa Renna and her husband allowing that shit, that's their business. Lori Harvey, she was fucking with Diddy. That's a huge age gap, too. Mm-hmm. Her and Future, that was a huge fucking age gap there, too. Because, what, she just turned 24? I think so. Right, twenty four. I think so. Cause she just she just turned twenty one not too long ago. She's a little bit older than twenty one. No, I know, but I'm saying like when she turned twenty one, that wasn't that long yeah. ago. Yeah, and whoever she was dating in you know the last two years, like these are men who are significantly older than her. So, I mean, for Christ's sakes, isn't she the same age as Justin or Did close she, in age with him? Damn, she was born nineteen ninety seven. She they put about twenty four years old. I can't. And Michael and Michael B. Jordan is our age. He's thirty three. Yeah. So you know, it goes without question that there are some situations where it's like mm. she just turned twenty four, right? Because her birthday just passed. Yeah. So there's it, it just puts into question that how old is too old? Because even now at our age, what about if some guy that's in that's fifty seven? comes up to us and he don't even look 57 and he looks like he's our age and at the time you're vibing you're talking with that person and he drops the bomb like you say oh how old are you and he's like well 57 are you gonna stop like talking to this person because they're 57 when they don't act 57 they don't present themselves as a 57 year old they don't look 57 you know what i'm saying is that okay 57 i'll be 33 you'll be 31 that's a huge significant difference right there. The oldest I've went was 10 years. Mine was five. Five years. I was, mm-hmm. and even that too, that's questionable too, because I was in high school dating somebody who was past 21. Oh no, I see when I said 10, it was I wasn't that young. This was like they probably like she was 10 years old yeah, no, 20, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is when I was when I was working at I think I was 27. 27, yeah, 27, 28. So 10 years from now, it's like 38, 37. So that was the oldest for me. And even then, I was like, oh, this is a little too old for me. Like, you know, but I still kind of entertained it. Mm-hmm. But that was the oldest. Usually, the oldest I'll go is probably like four or five years. That's yeah. the oldest I'll go. But there is a huge stigma because men dating younger women. 
It's funny because I was having this conversation earlier with my friends. Men dating younger women, that's not questioned as much as a woman who's older dating a younger man. You think so? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's always something... This is my opinion. You know, I just feel like... Like, you know, here we are talking about all these men. And that's why I had to throw Madonna in there. Because Madonna is dating somebody who is... In his early 20s. I think that dude is 22 years old. And prior to him, she was dating somebody who was also in his early 20s. But it's looked at, oh, she a cougar or whatever. Like, it's not looked at the same. And there's other women who have dated younger men. And the way that comes across versus when men do it, it is very different. There's a huge difference. Divide and double standard when women date young and when men date young. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, oh, that's your sugar mama. It's like, oh, sugar mama. You know what I'm saying? But then if it's an older guy, it's like, okay, like, you pulling these chicks, all right? You know, it's like mm. they get a pat on the back. Yeah. It's glorified, too, because yeah. then they look at as, oh, you a sugar daddy mm. and this. Child is, but they're praised more. But women aren't praised for dating young. You're judged. Yeah, mm. child. I ain't praising y'all. I'm sorry if I feel like if you still say teen at the end of the age, too young. Twenty, well, twenty. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to stretch that. So I think I don't know. I just feel like if you're not old enough to drink or get into bars or anything where you're the legal age, that person is too young for you to be dating. I'm mm. sorry, like. And it's like, what do you have in common with this person too? That also, mm-hmm. it, you know, you bring that brings into question how many things are you gonna have in common with somebody who has a ten year age gap or a fifteen year age gap? You know what I'm saying? Like I was in high school when you were born, type yeah. shit. We lived in different eras. Gen- like we, we, like you, like where where do you find? The commonality. Where where is it? Child. I would love to sit down with these people and ask them. What do you what what are you, what are your shared interests? Like, what do you guys have in common? Like, obviously, she's a beautiful girl, so of course, I'm sure he was physically attracted to her immediately. Yeah. But then, aside from that, mentally, what is she bringing to the table? That's what at I nineteen. Because you're still trying to figure out who you are at that age, yeah. honestly. You and, don't even know who you are. And then on top of it, he a man with motherfucking three-ass kids. Three fucking kids who ain't little. I mean, they're little, but it's not like they're two years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm of age, and I'm when somebody said they got three kids, I was like, Ooh. Even with Sophia Richards, like, <laughs> she over here doing family stuff with them. And I'm like, I can't see myself... I couldn't see myself at 20, 21 dating a man Playing step with mommy. one, two, or more kids, no. and I'm over here doing, like, what? Yeah, I'm not Oh, sure. we all going to, mm-hmm. we're going to go out with the kids, let's go to the, um, no. I'm not trying to play step mommy at that age. Not at yet. that age, I was not thinking about being nobody's step mama, playing or, mommy. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. I was worried about living my best motherfucking life, having fun. With no restrictions. Yes, getting blacked out drunk, laughing, trying new things, not, learning. Not looking mm. at my phone. You talking about you need a, a, a box of Pampers. 
Yeah, child. It's a lot. It's a lot. I can't. I don't even know if I'm ready to play mommy now. I definitely am not ready for nobody fucking kid. Not yeah. my future fucking unborn. You yeah. better wait a little longer. I, I'm gonna need my husband to not have no kids. Like I want us to have a kid together. Yeah, so it could be I'm a not, first yeah. for you both. Yeah, I'm not ready to place that mommy right now. Mm. And it's crazy because I've dated guys who had kids, and I was like, "Well, this is a lot." It is because they <laughs> got to put their kids first, yeah, and then it, and then if they don't put their kids first, then it's like, "Do I want to be with somebody mm-hmm. who plays games with their kid and who's never around their kid?" Because that also sets. A tone. It sure do. Because it's like, if he does that to this kid, what makes you think he ain't going to do that if you guys have a kid together? It's tricky, man. It's tricky. It is. But yeah, I couldn't be that young playing stepmommy. No. Do the stepdad. Like, live your best fucking life. You, your 20s, like, I'm telling y'all, if I could go back to my 20s, I probably wouldn't, like, change certain things. But those years, that decade... I don't even want to say a decade, the first beginning of the 20s. That shit was lit as fuck for me. <laughs> like, if I could relive some of them just to get, like, those moments again and laugh and, like, live in it. Yeah. Like, I'm telling y'all, y'all in y'all early 20s, enjoy that shit. Mm. Enjoy it. Have fun. Be, if you want to spend your money, spend your money, whatever. Like, spend just have life. fun and live life to the fullest because when you get older, shit gets serious. It does. That Delta life get real serious. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it. Don't be wishing to be older because I look back now, I'm like, oh, why was I so thirsty to be a, an adult? Because we had no idea. Yeah, now I'm like, damn, my mother was right. It ain't fun. You want to be grown so bad? Mm. They ain't never lie. But yeah, I don't have nothing else. You have anything else? No. So thank you guys. She closed it on a good note. Don't rush. Yeah. Don't rush. Don't settle. Oh, yes. Don't rush. Don't settle. And what was another one that was? If you see injustice, speak up. Yeah, speak up, fight back, stand up. Yeah, there's no such thing as turn another cheek. Mm. We ain't Michael, I mean, Martin Luther King here. We calling out y'all motherfuckers. Yep. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys soon.